Praise the Lord. We welcome you to our live broadcast this Sunday, March 6, 2022. Shall we pray? Our Father and our God, we thank you for this opportunity again to be in your presence, to hear your words. Lord, bless all who are watching or listening. Bless all who will watch or listen in future. And may your word, Lord, confirm that which you have proposed from the foundation of the world. Remove the devourer for the sake of all the hearers. As we plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon this broadcast. And wherever this broadcast will be listening to or watch. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our instrumental is taken from our brother Caleb Brassi. May the Lord continue to bless him and his family. In Jesus name. We are going to conclude today our will of God series. If you have not been watching, we encourage you to go to YouTube, our Facebook page, our website that you may follow. Because this is the 10th week and we are concluding it today. The series outline is displayed on the board. So we are going to go to the second portion there, which is Christ purchased our time too. That is the tenth broadcast on this series. Christ purchased our time too. Today's topic. Christ purchased our time too. The outline. The exchange at the cross of Christ. An exchange took place whenever you go, when you are repented and go to the cross. Number two, Christ purchased our time too. Three, God will ask us what we did with his time. Because when he purchased us, that our time not belonged to him. Talents, everything about us belong to him. Number four, we shall exhort you to stop wasting that precious commodity on worldly pursuits. The exchange at the cross of Christ. An exchange takes place whenever a sinner goes to the cross of Christ. Christ takes that person's old sinful life and gives him or her a new life. This new life is righteous before God. Please note, this is very important, that whoever repents and accepts Christ as Lord and Savior, and I mean genuine repentance, forsaking all and following Christ. He is no longer a sinner. He belongs to God. He is a saint, a child of God. If you don't think you are a saint today, then you will not be a saint in heaven. Forget what they teach in apostate Christianity. Children of God are saints on this earth. That's, and that's the Bible. Christ, the head of the church, his body, is the only one who assigns a place to the new saint. Whether you're going to be a finger or a leg, an arm, in effect, because you're attached to the body of Christ, the new saint must take direction from the head of the church 
which is the body of Christ, at all times. Failure to do so is disobedience. A saint, please note, who willingly goes back to his old life, to that old vomit, who goes back to the world, loses his or her salvation. If he doesn't repent and embrace Christ anew, he must come back again to the cross and confess his sins and accept Christ as new. He's doomed to eternal death. He's doomed like those who never believed. But a saint, which is a child of God, who have believed, who continues walking in the will of God, doing those tasks assigned to him by the head of the body, will live eternally in Christ. Praise the Lord. We're going to read the first scripture. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil. See, anybody who is in the world is obeying the devil because the devil is the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is a spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. So whether it's your mother or your father who has refused to obey God, the devil is directing his or her life. Verse 3. All of us used to live that way. You and I, we are condemned. We are all listening to the devil. Despite all the good things we think we might have been doing then, before we repented. We were following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we are subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy that he loved us so that much. Verse 5. That even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life. When he raised Christ from the dead, we are buried with Christ if we have accepted him. And when he comes, we come anew with him. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. That's what the Bible says. Not because we are good. No. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible world of his grace and kindness towards us. As shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. Verse 8. God saved you by his grace. God saved me by his grace. When you believed, when I believed, and you cannot take credit for it. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things. Sorry about that. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. Verse 10, and that's the important point I want to make. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us again in Christ Jesus. 
so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. This is taken from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 to 10. Verse 2. You used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world. Obey the devil, the commander of the powers in the sin world. He is the spirit that works in all the hearts of all unbelievers. Verse 5. That even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. Then we go to verse 10, which is where I want to emphasize. We are God's masterpiece. The moment you come to the cross and he gives you a new life, you are God's masterpiece. You know what that means? Masterpiece, that means you are completely good. Because Christ is now in you. Christ now indwells you, if you're a child of God. And why did he do that? So that as his masterpiece, we cannot do all the good things he has planned for us long ago. So Christ saved us from the evil world. And we are to do the good things God has planned for us. Praise the Lord. It is important that a believer finds out what God has planned for him or her. It is your responsibility to find out what God wants from you and what God wants you to do. It is my responsibility to find out what God wants me to do. And it is only through obedience, note, and spending time in God's presence can a saint know what God has planned for him or her. If you don't spend time reading your Bible, if you don't spend time obeying God in the things He's directing you through his word, you will not have God's presence and you will not know his will for you. You will not know the plans he has for you. Let us go to the next item. Christ purchased our time too. Not just when he gave us a new life. That new life, time, time, everything about us, God owns 100%. Let us look at the scripture. With a lost authority, I say this. Live no longer as the Gentiles do. For they are hopelessly confused. So whoever is an unbeliever is hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. Have you seen people who lie? The next day they tell you a different story. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you have learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus Christ, I've learned the truth about that comes from him. That's not what you learned. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God. Your new nature is created to be like God. It is truly righteous and holy. You must understand that your nature has the nature of God. A sense life is all inclusive. Your time, 
your talents, your possessions, they are all inclusive in the new nature. Many believers don't realize that the time they think is theirs does not belong to them. It belongs to their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Your time is not your own. My time is not my own if I'm a child of God. Because Christ purchased your time too. And he didn't purchase it so you can spend it on your pleasure. It is for you in doing the will of God. That's the whole point of this topic today. Christ purchased your time. Christ purchased my time too. My talents, my time, everything about me owns is owned by the Lord. Unless it's not my Lord. But if he's your Lord, he owns everything. Including your time. Even your thoughts. You have no right to think anything except things that are lovely and excellent and of good report. Praise the Lord. Whenever a believer is not doing the will of God, the believer is wasting God's time. You are stealing from God. You are stealing God's time and doing stupid things. That time doesn't belong to you. It doesn't belong to me. Fascinating with the loss of this. Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. If you spend your time thinking worldly things, you become hopelessly confused. God wants you and I, who are believed, to live as saints, not as sinners. Because if we do, we will begin to have no sense of shame too, like the unbelievers. We will begin to indulge in lustful pleasure. And practice every kind of impurity. And then we say, it's not possible for a believer, uh, you know, not to sin. You cannot indulge in lustful pleasures. Because you are wasting God's time. Verse 22. He says, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life. Because if you don't, you are going to waste God's time. Instead, in verse 23, let the Spirit renew your thoughts. And attitudes. Only Christ will help you to overcome. So you have to continue to appeal to God. Pray ceaselessly. At all times. Read your Bible. Practice the presence of God in your heart at all times. Even if you are at work. Put on your new nature. Just say I'm a child of God. I have the nature of God in me. And the devil has nothing to do with me. And the blood of Jesus Christ will vanquish. And you find that those stupid thoughts will go away. Because you have been created to be like God. You are truly righteous and holy. And spending time in God's presence through studying the scriptures and prayers will lead to your spiritual growth. As the spirit renews your mind, you grow. And begin to understand many things that you never understood before. Item three. God will ask you and I, what we did with his time. Remember, I'm talking about children of God. If you're a non-believer, continue wasting your time. But one thing I want to tell you, if you're a non-believer, listening to me. You are running helter-skelter everywhere, searching and seeking. But you cannot be satisfied. You will never be satisfied, no matter how much you possess. All you have to do is look, read the book of Ecclesiastes. Except you have Christ. So as you listen to this broadcast, if you are touched, repent. And all we are talking about will apply to you. Praise the Lord. God will ask you if you have believed. God will ask me if I believe what I did with his time. He will ask us to give account. Remember what he said. Judgment will begin in the house of the Lord. 
He's going to ask my son, my daughter, you say, my, what do you do with the time I gave you? 21st, everybody, poor, middle, rich, have the same amount of time on a day. So this one is totally under your control. To ask, allow Christ to use, utilize the time. That's all we're saying. Give Christ a permission and say, I know the time belongs to you, Father. Please, just do with me as you will. Did we spend God's time doing God's things or did we spend it doing our own will? If you do spend your own will, you waste God's time. If you use your time doing God's will, beautiful. The next scripture. It says, take a lesson. And I'm telling you, my hearers, take a lesson from the ants. You lazy bones. Don't, I'm not the one who said so. This is the... He's telling all of us, learn from their ways and become wise. Ants, ants, one of the smallest things you can see with your eyes. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them walk, they labor hard all summer, gathering food for the winter. But you lazy bones, how long will you sleep? When will you wake up? A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 to 11, New Living Translation. Remember the parable of the ten virgins. These are all believers, these are all children of God. But the foolish virgins were the lazy ones. That the lazy bones being referred in this proverb. They are sluggers. That's what I call foolish virgins. Remember, they never made it. Why? They didn't use God's time to store up enough oil. They got tired and began to neglect the tasks assigned to them by their Lord. They use their time for their own pursuits and forgot to do the things God has asked them to do. The wise ones had more than enough oil in their tanks to take them to the bridegroom's banquet. They had utilized God's time wisely. How? They were tireless in studying the scriptures. Those of you who can't even spend five minutes reading the Bible on a daily basis. They were in God's presence at all times. No matter what they were doing, they know that God is with them. And they are thanking Him in their hearts, even as they are doing certain tasks in the day. They were preaching the good news in season and at all. They were, they were fearless. Of course, God was with them. So the oil was full. And so they are ready to receive by the bridegroom. But the lazy bones are those ones who use their smartphones for other things, but they never study the scriptures. Stop wasting that precious commodity on worldly pursuits. That's my admonition today to you and to me. Stop wasting God's precious commodity on worldly pursuits. Scripture. Still others. Taken from Mark 4 verse 19. Like seeds sown among the thorns. Hear the word. But the worries of this life 
The deceitfulness of wealth and desires for that is coming and choke the world, making them unfruitful. That is the parable of the soils, what we call the parable of the soil. Actually, it's about the soils. They were believers, but allow the cares of this world. They wasted God's time and they were therefore unfruitful. Because if Christ is not abiding in you at all times, you can't be fruitful. Time spent on worldly pursuits, hear me now, is wasted. God will ask you and I to account for those times. Those who spend their time in worldly pursuits are in danger of losing their souls. I know people are going to say, why? But I'm at work, I work, I have, yes. Working hard to bring food to the table is not worldly pursuit. You, are, you have to work. You have, if you are using your hands, your penta or your brick leg, of course you have to work. But what we are saying is, stop the desire to be so rich and to be like others. Do those things God has blessed you with. And God will guide you and lead you wherever he wants you to be. Whether he wants you to be at the top or at the middle, at the, leave that to God. He will make a way if he decides or he shuts the door. Don't aspire to anything because he's not going to help you. Once you become his child, it is not God who will direct your path. That's the point we're making. The moment you are not following God's direction, you are doing worldly pursuits. But if you are following God's direction, you might be a millionaire, it doesn't matter. God is still guiding you and you are following through. And you are doing the things because you know that God is leading you. That's the point. Worldly pursuit is anything that is not ordained by God for you. Period. You spend your time worrying about life. Selfishness. Hey, my neighbor bought a new car. This lady bought a new dress. And you are worrying. Oh boy, you are in trouble. You love the world. When there is a ceremony somewhere, you want to be the first. You want to enjoy. You love the world. You are neglecting the things of God. All your desires to be rich, 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 and yet many will not be rich. Sadly. Yes. Don't desire it. If it is God to make you rich, He will make you rich on His own because He wants to use your resources to reach others, not for your spending on your selfish things. Note the difference. But God will make sure that you never lack if you're a child of God. And you're fully and truly committed to him. He will make a way where there is no way. If he means dropping manna from heaven, he will do it. I mean it. He will never lack. But stop desiring those things that you will not get. Or those things you may get and it will take you away from Christ. That's why he said, what does it profit a man? If he gets the whole world and suffers the loss of his own soul. Think about that. Yes, it doesn't help you. The rich man died in Luke and went to Hades. Paul Lazarus, nobody buried him. I'm sure they just took him to somewhere to make sure it doesn't smell. What happened? Angels carried him what? To Abraham's bosom. We have to learn something about that. So who is rich then? Lazarus was the richer one. Not the so-called rich man who have had some just burial. And everybody attended, rejoicing. I don't know what we see in burials, especially in Africa. People spend fortune burying their loved ones. Please give me a break. Think about it. One day I'll preach on this subject, but not today. Next scripture. 
It's going to be taking a composite of Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 to 2, then verses 5 to 11, and 15 to 17. So first one, imitate God. We are talking about you, a child of God, how you can utilize God's time wisely. Therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children, live a life filled with love. Love your neighbor as yourself. Never wish somebody else evil. Pray for your enemies, those who hate you most. Pray even harder for them. Follow the example of Christ. That is how to, don't, you don't waste God's precious time. When you pray for enemies, oh God, is, God rejoices. What happened to Paul Stephen? He was being said, Father, don't put this to the account. Forgive them. And what happened? A Saul, who was holding his clothes and consented to his death. What? He repented at some point. God touched Saul's heart. And there we have Brother Paul. So don't close the door for another person. Live a life filled with love. Follow the example of Christ. For Christ loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us. A pleasing aroma to God. Verse 5. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person. See, greed is when you are desiring something. All greed, greed. Oh, when you open talk again, only prosperity. You go here, you're on. But if you are really a child of God, you don't go. You know why? He says, my sheep hear my voice and I'm ahead of them. If every time you hear prosperity somewhere in the church, you are advertised, you're on. You are not a child of God. But if you're a child of God, oh boy, messages like this touch the heart. They touch you because Christ is calling you and saying, hear this, I want you to grow. I want you to learn. I want you to become my servant in truth and indeed because you will be the candidate touch from this ministry to a next generation and ministers like this not only this one he has raised many in these ministries and they are all over the place whenever you hear prosperity well you're wrong you are cited there's a problem somewhere there because those who are god's children will shun those things so that's why you can be sure no immoral impure or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of christ and of god for a greedy person is an idolater do you hear me? So when they raise my money, your churches today said, Amen, hallelujah. You participated in idolatry. Worshipping the things of this world. Remember, this is God's scripture. How do you write it? How do you write mine is to tell you and tell myself too. I warn myself, I warn you. Don't be fooled. Don't participate in it. Okay, yes, yes, good, good. That's verse. We're not going to verse 6. Just a moment. Okay. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins. For the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. It's a witty statement. Don't participate in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have life from the Lord. So live as people who have light. Don't follow unbelievers in their foolishness. You don't have any excuse for this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Carefully in His presence. 
Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. Those of you who can't contend for the gospel, you know, we don't want to, we're not supposed, no, you are supposed to contend for the gospel of Christ if you're a child of God. You cannot say evil being spoken against your father from those who claim they are his children and you say, oh, it's okay. If unbelievers are speaking, you don't have to say anything. But if somebody says he or she is a believer and is speaking what is not true, you have a duty to say, sorry, my dear, where is it in the Bible that from what you're telling me? And then you'll be able to use your Bible to instruct and correct. Praise the Lord. Take no part in what leads this of evil and darkness. Expose them. Verse 15. So be careful how you live. Sorry about that. Don't live like fools. But live like those who are wise. The wise virgins. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. The world is evil. I'm sure you hear rumblings all over the world. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Only in His presence. Obscene stories, foolish talk, coarse jokes. These are not for you. That's what verse 4 says. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure no immoral. We already spoken on that. A greedy person that idolater worshiping the things of this world. We have spoken on it. You are once full of darkness as a non-believer, but now you have light if you're a child of God. But if you're a non-believer, hear my voice, the only way you can have light is to accept Christ as Lord and Savior. How will you understand what God wants you to do? Those tasks that he has marked out specifically for you, if you are not spending time in his presence. I repeat, how will you understand what the Lord wants you to do. Those tasks that he has marked out specifically for you. Only for you to do, not for anybody else. If you are not spending your time in his presence. You must be satisfied with Jesus. Don't desire the world or the things in the world. For if you do, that's idolatry. That's why today the song is satisfied. Satisfied. Coming. For a drink from some clear spring, you and I tested. We are searching that I hoped will quench the burning of thirst I felt within. Hallelujah! I found him, found Jesus, whom my soul so long has craved. Jesus satisfies my longings through his blood, and now I'm saved. Feeling on the horse around me. Yes.
Hallelujah. I found him. Whom my soul so long has craved. Jesus satisfies. Only Jesus satisfies my longings. Through his blood, and now I'm saved. Through his blood, you are now saved. Poor I was, and sought for riches. Something that will satisfy, yet he never satisfied. But the dust gathered around me, they mocked my soul's sad cry because it was empty on the inside. I'm sure that was your own situation before you knew him. Hallelujah, I found him. Whom my soul so long has craved. Only Jesus satisfies our longings. And through his blood, we are now saved. Well of water, ever springing, that's Jesus. He's a bread of life, so rich and free. Untold word that never fell it. My Redeemer is to me. You are Redeemer is to you. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for today, for the opportunity to be in your presence, and for all the people who have tuned in on this broadcast. Lord, bless your homes, preserve, protect them. Continue to guide them that they will not make any mistakes. And when they do, I come to you, Lord Father, draw them closer. That you use your time wisely, Lord, for the time belongs to you, Lord. Open your eyes so that they become warriors. They become warriors for the gospel of Christ. Preaching in season and out of season, Lord. Bless their homes, Lord. Remove the devourer for their sakes. Whoever that is against them, Lord, let them fall for their sake. Open the doors, Lord, for them. And if they have any ailments, Lord, Father, let your healing hand touch them that they know that Christ is still in the healing business. In whatever they do, Lord, remove the devourer. In whatever they do, Lord, bless them as they walk in the walk you have called them to. Sustain them, Lord, so that all who hear this message, all who will believe, none will be lost on the last day. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. As you put next Sunday, by His grace, read your Bibles. Time, 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 time. Don't waste it.